1: All right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. I say it every week, I'll continue to say it. I am not Pez, I am not making these picks. I'm the co-host, I'm Jeff Hartman. Joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, coming off of a 7-0 week. Pez, the great, the magnificent. What's up? How's it going?
0: Scored a touchdown and the extra point, Jeff. <laughs> the, the birds and Pez's picks are soaring again, knocking on the door to championship season. Both teams here. We've been in high contact with Sirianni and the boys. They sent me over this nice South Philly Velour uh, warm-up, a vintage, and and uh, I, I've been helping with the boys out. We're going to be getting a little more creative with the play calling on, on the offensive end with them this week and hoping that turns the corner a little.
1: You were flying higher than the Eagles offense. I watched that game. I was not impressed. We'll put it that way. We will put it that way. But still, yeah. they got the win, and that's what matters. And you got plenty of wins last week. Let's do a recap. That's what we always do. We recap the last week's games. We start with the NFL. We go into the NCAA. We've, we're getting. We're going to go into the college football playoffs this season, this weekend, coming up. It's going to be fun. But you, let's start with the NFL on Thursday night last week. Saints at Rams. Rams were giving four. The Rams win; they cover. Those Thursday night games are tough for the visiting team.
0: Rams look great, Jeff. I mean, that offense is—I mean, they got two solid receivers. You got a—you got a quarterback that's efficient and can hurl that ball around. It doesn't turn it over a lot. It got healthier as the year went on. Rams are coming on. Uh, I think that team could shake things up in the playoffs. And you know, it's tough traveling on that Thursday. That team looked worn out. Yep. team look like that defense been carrying them a little bit too much, and, and that's what happens when you get into 15, 16 games. I mean, you, you start getting tired in positions that you lean on the most, but Rams look like they're just getting into high gear.
1: Yeah, I agree, and so the Rams, like I said, they win, they cover, and so did the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns were spotting two-and-a-half points to the Houston Texans. We uh, pointed out when we were talking about this game that They didn't want Flacco to throw interceptions. He did throw interceptions, but he also threw the ball all over the field, and the Texans had no answer without C.J. Stroud. They win in a big way, and they get you the second of many wins in the NFL.
0: Great win, great team. I still think the best defense in in the league. Uh, I mean, that that defense is ugly. They get after the ball. They get after the quarterback. That game was over by halftime. I I love that team and Flacco. I mean, he's got some juice on that arm. Maybe a little bit of time off, and his ball is, is humming. And that, that you know, him and Amari Cooper got something going on that you don't see in the league often anymore. And two vets right there are just. I mean, they're running the show. Keep those running backs healthy, and Cleveland is going to be a, in the doghouse. That's a tough place to play in uh, December and January. Absolutely.
1: Now, there were some games that as I was watching them play out, I kept on thinking, oh, man, is this going to play? Is this going to – are they going to hold on to this lead or are they going to be able to come back and get this field goal? One of the games that was a little iffy at the end was Lions at Vikings. Detroit was giving three points. If it wasn't for a Nick Mullins dead duck interception at the end of the game, they were very close to pulling out the win. The Lions win the division for the first time in eternity, it seems like.
0: I mean, and I think they're now six and one on the road. I mean, golf might have the best road record for any quarterback. You know, people like to get on him. And I, I talked about it with some of my old, old local uh, guru guys, handicappers, and and they were they were slighting that golf a little bit. And I remind them six and one on the road, tough place to play in Minnesota, divisional game, and and they they did what they had to do. I mean, Mullins he hurled it. I mean, that guy I think broke a couple records throwing passes longer than ten yards, but. You can't throw four picks in that league. I mean, no. you just can't. And it's probably the best they have right now, um, you know, with the receiving core they have. But they had a couple of injuries, the Vikings, that I think yeah. that might be time to wrap it up. I mean, I think a nail went in the coffin a little bit last week. They lost a couple of key players we'll be talking about coming up soon.
1: Yeah, so let's the, another game that was also very close down the stretch was your Dallas cockroaches, as you like to call them, the Dallas Cowboys. They went to Miami. You took the Dolphins giving one. And if it wasn't for that late game drive that ended with a game-winning field goal with time expiring, you would have lost this one, but
0: the Dolphins
1: bailed you out.
0: Cockroaches are frauds, Jeff. Like I said, every year, <laughs> total frauds. It ain't the 90s. Uh, all their best coaches are either dead or they're, they're doing the pregame. Jimmy Johnson's probably the best coach in Dallas still, and he hasn't been on the sideline in 30 years probably, right? Yeah. Uh, it, Dak, you know, he had a nice drive at the end. I'll give him that. Uh, that that defense most overrated thing in football, Jeff. Who's this Parsons guy? So obnoxious, running around yelling. When the hell has he made a big play this year? I want to know. When when have they had a big win? Enough of the big mouth talk about the cockroaches coming on. The birds are the winners of that that division, Jeff. This is the <laughs> dominant team. Cockroaches got what they deserved. I think Miami got a little bit unlucky. They should have blown that game out. Uh, big W for Miami. Big win yeah. for them didn't play their best game, but a big W and, and, uh, they, they exposed that defense two weeks in a row. Buffalo Miami showed that that defense can be beat running up the gut can be beat them in the air. And I, I I hope the birds get to see them in the playoffs. Jeff, I can't wait.
1: Oh, I like that trash talk. I like that trash talk. All right. They can't uh, win on the
0: road though. We'll never see it. They're never getting by week one, Jeff.
1: That's true. That is true. And then they cap everything off. You took the Ravens plus six. I said take the Ravens plus six, but I wouldn't take them straight up. You said you would, and you were right in a big way. They they have four interceptions of Brock Purdy. Like you just said about Nick Mullins, you're not going to win many games when you turn it over four times. Ravens win big, and that caps off a perfect 5-0 and o in the NFL for you. The Ravens get the W on Christmas night.
0: Love them. I mean, I've been suspect of Purdy since last year, Jeff. I mean, KT Smith and I on the call sheet talked about it. I believe I called him a fraud early in the year. Trying to, trying to you know, trying to make me look bad a little bit throughout the season. But, I you know, I think as a rookie quarterback, you get a season of data and, and tape on. Teams figure you out. And he didn't look like he knew what to do by halftime. Had to yank that guy in the second half. A little bit of a fuzzy injury tent trip to then pull him, I think, is what happened at the end of that game. Uh, Lamar, best game I've seen him play maybe ever. Lamar was awesome. Uh, yeah. And that team's getting better. They're getting Mark Andrews back. That defense was was awesome. I mean, I, I I'd say the Browns and their defense, uh, top two in the league. San Fran, solid defense, but they didn't have any answers for Lamar. Lamar in the second half took that game over, uh, opened up the field a lot, and a lot of a lot of players running wide open. And if Lamar's playing like that, I don't think anybody in the league can beat. I think that that that's a Super Bowl winning team right there. They play games like that.
1: They're they're going to be a tough team to beat if they're playing at that level. Uh, sure are for sure. Well in sure. six
0: point dogs, Jeff, right you know, after we taped yeah. the next day, I saw uh the coach and, and the players were pissed off about that. They they talked about it all week. How the hell are you gonna have Lamar as a six point dog going up against Brock Purdy? Who's Brock Purdy, Jeff? As far as I know, guy played one playoff game. He played about three minutes and he, he left off the field like a wounded chicken with the birds chasing him off with a busted wing there. So so you know what? Bring it on, Brock Purdy. Bring it on, Dak. All right. We'll we'll take Lamar and, and that's a man's game in the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, Dak, laying up for us. We're gonna warm up. We'll be seeing the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Can't wait, Jeff. Uh,
1: okay. All right. Early prediction. I love it. Let's go to the NCAA side of things where you also did finish a perfect two and zero. everyone was talking about the Gasparilla bowl in Tampa with Georgia tech versus UCF, but you had the inside knowledge on this one, Georgia tech getting four and a half. You said, take Georgia tech. They went out, right? You were, you look, yeah, you look smart. The Georgia tech, they pulled through. They, they didn't pull through for us earlier in the year, but they did when it mattered the most.
0: Great quarterback. I mean, they were down early. I think it was 17, nothing. They were down. Uh, Haynes King, great quarterback, great running back. Uh, that team came on, and and I, I think that's a team to watch that next year. Heisman, a little bit of uh, early Heisman hype about that quarterback. I love him. That was a great win, another dog win, I believe, and and we'll take it all day. Looked like the game was over a little bit. They looked a little bit tired. I think they hadn't played since November twenty fifth. George Tech looked like they had a little bit of a little bit of a you know a, a, a getty up in in the the kickstand there, and then once they got it going in the second quarter, that team was humming.
1: And then the Armed Forces Bowl, JMU versus Air Force. Again, JMU they 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 pulled through in a big primetime game for us earlier this year. You have the inside knowledge there, but you also found out the coaching staff left, all these players left, and Air Force, who is getting two points, they win that game as well. So there you go. Uh,
0: we love outright dog winners, Jeff. I mean, it makes you feel good. It makes you say to the to the house to. The- to the casino, to whoever you're bent with, screw you. And, you know, to ram it up your butt a little bit there when you get the points and you win outright. Air Force looked like the hotter team. We talked about it. You got your best player, the quarterback, saying he might leave. You got the coach abandoning ship. You got some interim coach watching. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Uh, I think they're happy to be there, happy they had a good year, and and I think they're scratching their heads wondering are we to be as good next year without that coach. And We'll see. We'll keep an eye on JMU, but proud for the Air Force boys. I mean, they deserve it. You know, there's nothing better than serving in this country, Jeff. I didn't do it. I wish I had. I feel a little guilty. So good for those guys. Hope they, hope they gave a couple beers each after that win. that would be nice. <laughs> All
1: right. So like I said, that wrapped up a 7-0. and Perfect, perfect week. I don't think we've had a perfect week yet, top to bottom. We've had perfect weeks in, like, college or NFL, but we've never been top to bottom perfect, and what a week to do it. Now, I did look at your picks for this week. Now, Pez, you said beware this week for a lot of reasons. Does that include college football or just the National Football League?
0: Well, both of them, Jeff. I mean, there were some games that I liked and we looked at. It's a it's a fuzzy situation with betting ball games this year. You got you got a lot of guys that are sitting out for the draft. You got a lot yep. of guys transferring. You guys got putting, putting in for the portal that might be. I think that rocks the chemistry of teams a little bit, and – and we, we kept it a little bit conservative this week. There are a couple other games I was looking to play against. And, it, it, you know, the numbers just weren't there. And, you know, when you start losing key players, I think we talked last week, you lose your center, you lose two centers, you lose some offensive linemen. And, I mean, that, that's got a big impact. And, and the line doesn't move as much as it used to. I, I think these days that they're more focused on getting action than they are and keeping lines as accurate. And there are some discounts out there. I don't think they're taking into account as much of this transfer portal yet. It's still early, so the computers might not be might, might not be adding that that into their algorithms. And and I think you got to really watch what you're doing and do your research. So we're we're going in conservative. We're up. We got the mountains of New England behind us. Uh, we've been talking to Belichick. I like talking to Belichick, Jeff. That guy's a winner. I mean, I hate his guts. He's a horrible person, but he is a winner. <laughs> Guy won a big game last week. You know, everybody yep. thinks he's dead, Darth Vader. So we're going to meet with him. We're going to bring some of that toughness down to, to Sirianni and the boys, and we're going to keep rolling Pez's picks here and, and you know keep meditating on, on these wins up in these mountains in New England.
1: Before we get to the picks for this week, I want to ask you a question about it, when you were, uh, you know, in, in your experience, you've, have you set lines before?
0: Well, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're putting bets in or you're, you're taking calls for bets, Jeff, the line is very important. But when you're taking those bets, sometimes those lines have to move. I mean, if you're yeah. getting a lot of action on one side or the other, you're going to have to shift those lines uh, to try to try to balance things out, or you're going to have to do what's called the old layoff. You're going to have to call a friend of yours, maybe take some of that heat, maybe drive over to Lang City, or now you can drive over to Bridge, Philadelphia. You can go to those live casinos and put some plays in. But, but yeah, uh, you know, there is a lot of adjusting the lines. Most of my pros, they have four and five books that they use, and you might get two-point shift on some of these lines nowadays. So,
1: well. My follow-up to that is, do you think that, I mean, for for college football in particular, because we are going to be talking about the college football playoffs here, do you think that it's – how difficult ha- does it have to be to handicap these games when you have – college football playoffs is different. Those players aren't going anywhere. They're not entering the transfer portal, not the big name. They want to win a national championship. Sure. But for all these other schools – how tough is it to handicap these bowl games when you're not sure? Almost sometimes, up until a couple weeks before the game, who's even going to be in the starting lineup? That has to be a challenge.
0: Well, you know, Jeff, it's something my friends and uh, you know my colleagues in the biz and I've been talking about. Last few years, gambling action has become so big because it's been legalized. I don't think they're as concerned about the lines anymore. I don't think they're concerned that you know there's going to be a little three point advantage one way or the other. I think to know the they know the amount of action they're getting that they're gonna let a couple of these lines go and give people give people some easy ones. I mean they're you know, we talk about Legs Parlay, the legendary life uh, beach patrol guy from South Jersey. <laughs> that guy gets free bets. He gets casinos, give him two hundred and fifty dollars, you can put five fifty dollar parlays in for free. Whoever heard of that, Jeff? Nobody yeah. gives you anything for free in gambling. So I, I think the lines are vitally important and I think for the first time in and maybe forever, you might have an advantage as a gambler. You know, and I, I look at some of these lines. They don't change much. I mean, the you know, the Houston line, now that they announced Stroud's playing, hasn't really changed too much. Didn't change much last week when we found out he wasn't playing. So, I don't know. In my opinion, that's a huge, huge thing. I mean, Stroud, to me, is worth three, five, maybe six points in the right game. So, I, I don't know. I think they're – I know they're greedy, and I think they know they're going to get about 50% action on either side. And if not, they're going to make it up on Legs' parlays that he throws away every week. And, and I mean, that – name of the game is they're making money. So I think, yeah, yeah lines are important. I talk about it a lot with guys and you know, I, I, when we put the podcast out, I get guys texting me, well, I got a better line in this house and they're telling me to put the action in over there and over here. And you mean, know, that's the name of the game.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this week's picks at first. The first pick you sent me, I said, Oh my gosh, we have another libido play of the week because the Arizona wildcats are going up. They were the 14th ranked team in the country. And they're going up against the 12th Oklahoma Sooners in the Alamo Bowl Thursday night, 9:15 p.m. You're taking the—I knew you were taking the Wildcats. Come on, you're taking Arizona, even though they're giving two points.
0: You got to take the Wildcats, Jeff. I mean, my wife, you know, late '90s was a Wildcat. She's been prancing around up here. I—I I, I think she's trying to get up there and ski topless, Jeff. I don't know. She thinks it's like Havasu or something. I don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on. Uh, Wildcats are great, and a big part of this is the Wildcats come in a really good team. Oklahoma's getting decimated. Uh, Quarterback's gone. Quarterback transferred to Oregon. They're playing a a true freshman who, you know, from what they claim, some five-star recruit. Um, He'll be coming in and taking over first start. I think he completed eighteen passes throughout the season. So to me, guy's a dead-on rookie coming into a big setting. Uh, Aside from quarterback, three offensive linemen starters: their center, a tackle, and a guard. Gone, gone, gone. Jeff, you got a rookie quarterback. I mean, barely, barely played in the college game. You got three offensive linemen out of the picture, and I believe we have one more. Jeff, we've got, we've got their their best defender, uh, linebacker, ninety-nine tackles, sixteen for loss, transferring to Ole Miss, gone. So Jeez. five starters, including the quarterback, best defender, and three offensive linemen. To me, that's Wildcats all day. They've got one O lineman that that's entering the draft and not going to play. Other than that, team's intact. Uh, I I looked at their records. Um, To me, uh, last five games, Oklahoma, I mean, they've had some good results. It's been weak. I mean, they have beat TCU, BYU, West Virginia. They're one solid win, Oklahoma State and Kansas. You you go up against Arizona, three ranked teams. They beat Utah, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona State, Colorado. That's five pretty powerhouse teams. I'm going to go with Arizona all day. I think this line's off. I think Arizona should be laying six, seven points. Uh, I think Pac-12 is underrated this year. Arizona's defense is solid. Um, I, I love this game, Jeff. You know, and aside from, you know, the aside from the, the personal deals with my wife and I making these plays, I actually think this is a good one. Don't tell her. I don't know where she's looking. She's chopping firewood or something out here, Jeff. She's, she's Sicilian. Sicilian women love blades. They got knives. They got axes. Chopping wood, teaching my 10-year-old son how to do it. I think he's a hit man. I don't know. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, Arizona Wildcats, better team, in my opinion, by far with these five players out by far. So I'll take a rookie. I'll bet against every rookie quarterback in a, in a, a bowl game like yeah. this. I mean, give me Absolutely. a break.
1: So that was the Alamo bowl again. That's tonight, Thursday night, nine fifteen PM. Now let's go to the coup de grace, the college football playoffs, which will be new year's day. The first game, 5 PM Eastern time kickoff. The Alabama Crimson Tide versus Big Blue, the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan, the number one ranked team in the country. Alabama, the number four, barely got in. Alabama's getting a point and a half, and you're saying take the Crimson Tide. I got to be honest, this is a this is a pick that I don't think a lot of people are making.
0: Oh, but, I hope so, yeah. Keep that what, in line where it is. What do you think I, about this? I, I I don't understand it. I mean, I think Michigan, Big Ten, you know, decent. It's Dallas Cowboys. It's overrated uh, conference in the country right now, Jeff. You can't tell me that Michigan and Ohio State are better than Alabama and Georgia. I mean, I'll take those two over those two any day of the week. I looked at this by position, by by side of the ball. I'm going to take Milroe over McCarthy. I think in the quarterback matchup, Alabama's got a significant advantage. Uh, defensive stats, sure. Michigan's ranked one, two. Uh, looking at that, though, I mean, I look at the strength of opponent. I think Alabama's defense, you know, might not be too far behind them. Michigan's signature wins, Penn State, Iowa, and Ohio State. I mean, you know, solid teams, but we've talked about Penn State. I mean, fraud alert every every year for that team. You look at Alabama's wins, Tennessee. They beat Georgia. I mean, they beat LSU. Uh, That's a strong, strong schedule. And they've done it with authority. They've scored a lot of points, and they've been getting better. Uh, they they held Georgia to 24 points. I think they held them to 78 yards uh, in, in rushing. You hold Georgia to 78 yards rushing, that, that's a professional defense right there. Georgia's yeah. probably got three running backs that can play in the league. Um, I love them. I love them all day. I don't understand this line. I think the line would be accurate if you told me Alabama was laying two or three. And, uh, you know, and I've watched a lot of Michigan this year, and I've watched Alabama. Probably the two teams I've watched the most, I think Harbaugh gets a lot of attention. Runs his mouth a lot. Guy's a cheater, Jeff. Say what you want about Nick Saban. Guy ain't getting suspended from games, Jeff. I mean, the guy does walk around, puffs his chest. He threatens to cut guys. I throw Gatorade on him. Guy's a winner. It's Belichick Jr. I'm going to take him all day. Maybe he fights Harbaugh after the game. Who does? I'm hoping for it, Jeff. I'm going Alabama big. I'm not going to say lock of the week, but you know what, Jeff? KT Smith, I'm calling you out right now. Alabama lock of the week over Michigan. Oh, right there. Lock of the week, Jeff. All right. That they're going be... shove it down. Everybody's throat doesn't think they're supposed to be in the game. And don't think Saban's not using that. Oh, yeah. oh, they don't think we should be here. They should be Florida State. Go right ahead. You give them a little bit of extra motivation. Love it. I love Michigan all day. I mean, Locked I love Alabama all day over Michigan. Lock of the week right there, Jeff.
1: I love it. I love it. Going out on a ledge. Going rogue. Let's go to the next game. This is at 8.45 p.m. Eastern time. The number three Texas Longhorns versus the number two Washington Huskies. You have been playing the Huskies all season. Penix is your guy. They're actually getting four points. I don't get this. We talked about this with Oregon, Pez, twice. Twice. And they they still continue to have the higher-ranked team getting four points. I don't get this at all, but you're saying take the Huskies.
0: Well, you know, and I get the line. I mean, in, in this one, Texas has a defensive advantage by far. Uh, probably better than anything, you know, in the Pac-12. I mean, Pac-12 is not known for defense. Right. But quarterback situation, Penix, 4,218 yards, 33 touchdowns. He's run for a bunch. Huge advantage in this game for me over yours, uh, 21 touchdowns. Uh, Penix, junior, guy knows how to win. Good teams, good quarterbacks, good chemistry. They know how to win these close games. And the birds have that a little bit too. They're not going to have to blow you out. I think 21 straight games are going for now, in Washington. I mean, that's a lot of wins going back two years. You got a you got a quarterback who's who's got unbelievable help. I think the skill positions when we're looking at receiver and running back, I give the advantage of Washington and both of those as well. Uh defensively, yeah. I mean, lot Texas probably has the advantage. I mean, they're come in 24th ranked defense, second against the rush, but 97th against the pass, Texas has been. So to me, that plays right into Washington, in, into their hand. Pennix should be able to throw the ball on them. I, I think Texas is going to have to put up over 35 to beat this team. I mean, and that's what we've seen the last four to, you know, eight weeks with this team. You're going to have to really light the lamp, and I don't know if Texas has that juice. I just, I just don't see it, and I love it. Taking the four, maybe you buy that up to five. I like it even better, Jeff. Wow. I mean, it, it,
1: this was the line that, you know, Alabama plus one and a half. I was like, okay, that makes sense because a lot of people are big on Michigan right now and the Harbaugh story and all that stuff. But when I saw Washington plus four, I was like, man, that seems, you bring up the Baltimore San Francisco line last week on Monday Night Football. That could easily be viewed the same way the Washington Huskies could say, they're, well, we're the number two team and we're getting four. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, think of the money too and think of the action. You know, and a lot of that comes into play. If everybody and their brothers taking Texas still laying four or five points, Vegas is going to be happy. You know, and if if they think Washington might be a little bit of a better team, you're going to have more action coming in for the Longhorns. Big market down there in Texas. Probably more national fans. Uh, Over there in England, we talk about that other football, the soccer in England. They, They have some wonderful words they use in that English language over there, Jeff. They talk about teams coming in in form. What's their form? Are they good? Are they bad? Uh, Washington comes in in the last five games, having beaten Oregon, Oregon State, Utah, USC. They beat four of their last five wins were against top 20 teams. Where when you look at Texas, uh, I just don't see it. I mean, Oklahoma State, 18th ranked. Kansas State, uh, 23 in the country. I I just don't see it in the last five games. I think Washington is more tested, more big Ws, and I, I think that team's rolling in with some swagger. They got nothing to lose, right? That team's hot. They've won huge games. They've been in bad weather. I love it. I love that team. I love both of these games.
1: Okay, so that wraps up our college picks for the week. We have the Arizona Wildcats getting two points versus Oklahoma. Take them in the Alamo Bowl, the Arizona Wildcats. In the college football playoffs, we like Alabama getting a point and a half over Michigan, and we like the Washington Huskies getting four over the Texas Longhorns. So there's the NCAA picks. Let's go to the NFL, which, by the way, before we go to the NFL – our NCAA record is now 16, 10 and two since we started this podcast. Really Love good numbers it, there. And the NFL, after that great week, 5 and 0 last week, your NFL record is 37, 25 and two on the year. That is we'll top it, notch. Though. That's top notch. Compare those to the national guys, it's better. So those that are listening, you're getting an inside look. We'll only take three games this week, though, Pez. And there, there were tough games, really. Like Let's talk about it Falcons at Bears. Bears are coming off of a win. Justin Fields is starting to play better. The Bears are giving three points at home. The Falcons are coming off of a win. They put up close to 30 points, which is rare for them. They beat the Indianapolis Colts last week. What makes you think the Falcons are going to struggle against Chicago?
0: Well, you know, with a lot of these games, Jeff, I think this week the league has done an incredible job. You look at the number of teams that are, you know, you know, eight and eight, uh, you know, nine and seven. But, there's teams just about every division still up for grabs. I mean, you look at the Colts, you look at the Bengals, you look at the Jaguars. I think all three of those teams can win. Then again, I think all three could lose. You got teams that are fighting to get in the playoffs, win the division, one seed. Going to have to be very, very careful. You got teams like the Ravens and the Dolphins coming in, both off a huge win, statement game. So, I, tough games. Tough games to call there. Yeah. Uh, the advantages we look for, you know, we look for the quarterback advantage. We look for intangibles. You got Atlanta heading into Soldier Field. It's going to snow. The high is going to be 34 degrees. I don't know if Atlanta's made for a situation like that. Uh, we've got Fields coming in. Guy's been hot the last three, four weeks. He's playing like a guy that wants to keep his job. Ritter's okay, but you know, you give me a quarterback and Ritter, ten touchdowns to ten interceptions. I'll take that ratio. Uh, e. Robinson's a good running back, but at the end of the day, traveling's hard. Going on the roads hard. Going on the road outside. Can't imagine getting tackled on Soldier Field. I think they lay a layer of concrete under that grass. I mean, <laughs> uh, that that is a tough, tough place to play. And you know, I like the Bears. I like the situation Fields is in. I think that team's coming on. Uh, they seem a little bit healthier. Uh, Atlanta's got, a, I mean, a mile long long line injury report. You, you look at last wins. You know, the the Bears have been. I mean, they've been playing a lot better. Uh, I mean, what are they? Three and five, uh, three and two in their last five. They lost to the Browns in a tight one. They lost to the Lions in a tight one. Team hasn't been blown out in about seven or eight weeks. So, I love Chicago in this situation. I think they have a little bit more to play with. Uh, I think Atlanta going outside Ritter. That's that's turnover machine waiting to happen. So we're gonna go with Chicago. We're leaning on the defense a little bit, and I think Fields has his way.
1: Yeah, and Fields also is that dual threat that if it's bad weather, he can run the ball. He's proven that he can do that. That's probably where he's more comfortable anyways. I like the pick of the Bears over the Falcons. The next game, Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are giving 10. Uh, The Eagles, again, offensively, they they had some issues last week, but you're saying that they're going to bounce back and they're going to be able to cover that 10-point spread.
0: I mean, it's the way I look at it, Jeff. Birds, I mean, they're a top team in the league. It hasn't been pretty. I mean, we all know that. I've watched every minute of every game. Got to play the numbers a little bit. They haven't covered a game, I think, in five over five weeks. Wow. I mean, that team is too good to not cover a spread in over five weeks. They're home. They've been hearing the chatter. They're jawing at each other a little bit. I like to think that Sirianni, I, I like to think that maybe he he's causing some of that friction. And he, I saw him jawing with some of the receivers, and, you know, they're getting on a – getting on each other a little bit, and sometimes at the end of the year when you have a team faltering a little bit, you, you kind of want a little bit of infight. You want to get that emotion back going. They practiced some pads a couple times in the last two weeks. I think this is a game for them. They need a nice, easy blowout. I think they're this team they can beat by 20 or 30 points. Arizona, again, coming cross country, going to be outside. Not going to be as cold as Chicago, but it, it's going to be cold. It's going to be in the 30s, probably windy. Every game you go to in Philadelphia is windy for some reason. It could be August at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's windy. So, at the end of the day, Philly, dominant team. Uh, Ten points to me, that's a gift. I think that's a 13- or 14-point spread, and and I love it all day. And I think Murray's going to have a tough time with that D-line. They're going to look to make a statement. They're going to look to win this game. I think San Fran, a little bit of stumble, have a little bit – They're the ones scratching their heads a little bit. Are we good, and can we win with Purdy? San Fran has one more bump in the road. We win these next two against these two losers. The Birds are playing. We're going to be the number one seed. And San Fran knows that. Dallas knows that. I think the Birds, this is a must win. This is a big win for them.
1: All right. Well said. I like it. And let's go to the last game. The Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers are actually getting two points in this game. It's inside, not an outdoor venue. What do you like about the Packers in this one?
0: Well, you know, in this one, Jeff, uh, I was talking about what a good buddy of mine, uh, uh, a legendary gambler from S- South Jersey, Italian, Italian guy. We, we call him the action man. Only guy I know to ever bet on cricket and the WNBA on the same day, which is a record in my opinion. <laughs> Little do we know, cricket games go three days, Jeff, so we lost yeah. three days later. But anyway, uh, he hates Green Bay. You know, Green Bay, tough team to watch. Defense blows it sometimes. Haven't said that. Primetime game. Everybody plays better in primetime. These guys know they get paid for a living. Every GM's watching that game on Sunday night. They're not going out getting drunk, GMs. They're nerds. Jeff, they're sitting home, they're punching numbers, they're watching tape. Maybe they have a white claw or something at you know eight thirty at night while they're watching. But anyway, Green Bay's going to play hard. Divisional game. And Minnesota, I mean, they played hard last week. You're right. Played their hearts out. They really went after it. Lost some important players. Addison. Uh, looking like he's questionable, might not play wide receiver. Big, big loss for them. Hawkinson at tight end. I love that guy. He's a he's to me even a more athletic Dallas Goddard. Uh, guy, you know my, my wife and I are watching the game. They took out his legs on a play, and he looks like he has a knee injury. My wife said, you know, she ACL said, Isn't that some su- yeah. poor guy? Right? And he walked yeah. off, and the league changed. They don't want you getting hit in the head; they rather you get hit in the legs. So, I mean, it is what it is, but. Huge, huge loss for him. And and, uh, I think middle of the field, not going to have any help. Lost their best defender. uh, DJ him. I mean, he's out. I mean, without that guy, I think he's captain of the defense. Two significant players coming off that bad loss. Who's quarterback? I don't think they've announced that yet, Jeff. Um, So at the end of the day, I think Green Bay's got a little more stability. They got some miracle hopes of winning this game and maybe winning the next two and something happening for them. And I like Love. I think Love can sling it. That guy can play hard. As long as he's not turning the ball over, I think this could be Green Bay's night.
1: All right, so to wrap up the NFL picks, you like the Bears giving three at home versus the Falcons. You like the Eagles at home giving 10 against the Cardinals. You like the Packers getting two on the road against the Minnesota Vikings to wrap up our picks. We have six total picks.
0: We'll see how they play out. Any bonus picks this week, Pez? I think a good play, Jeff. I like the Chags, Cincinnati, and the Colts. Now, I liked all three of them. I think a nice nice play would maybe be a 10 or $20 parlay in all three of them. I would not be shocked if all three of them won and that division is still tied up. I think that's a nice parlay. I didn't like any of those games to put money on them. A lot of question marks with all three of them, but I think all three do win. Do you say the,
1: the Jaguars?
0: The Jags, the Colts, and, and the Bengals, I think. The Bengals over the Chiefs? I think so, Jeff. I think that's oh. a weird game. Now I'm not betting on that game. <laughs> I think there's going to be some weird, uh, weird games this week. Throwing the Reds, uh, throwing the Commanders, Jeff. That's okay. another weird game. I wouldn't be shocked if San Fran uh, keeps if that's close or even loses that game. I mean that 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 this week, second to last week in the league, it, it is a crazy one. It's a gambler's minefield. You got to be really careful because you got teams that are playing for everything. They got nothing to lose. Like, like we saw the Browns last week. They ran. I don't know if you know, they didn't have a kicker. They would go for the yeah. fourth down every play. I, I started watching them. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get burned on this situation. So you, you never know. They got nothing no. to lose. Coaches might know. I might, you know, if I lose this, I'm out. Screw it. I'm not punting. Uh, you might have guys that, you know, blow the game off. It's it, tough to say. So I, I think there's a lot of weird plays. It might be worth five or $10 parlays and putting some long shots in there.
1: All right. Good stuff. Good stuff, Pez. Thanks you. Thanks for the time. Uh, it's been a lot of fun this year. I hope you enjoy great. your new year. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk. To you guys. Take it easy, Pez. Can't wait, Jeff. Happy New Year's.